Hello and welcome to the Amaze podcast, where we talk to businesses large and small, experts in subjects across the spectrum of business, entrepreneurialism, tech, innovation, investment and finance. I'm Jake Shaw, your host. If you'd like to learn more about Amaze, please go to www.amaze.com. I'm with... Kate Young. Good morning, Kate. Good morning, Jack. So, Kate, could you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and what you do, what your business does? My business is the Safeguarding Association, and I founded that about, ooh, four years ago now as a former child protection solicitor. I noticed that there was an awful lot of professionals out there who were amazingly good at what they did, but were kind of stuck focused on their one thing, so they missed a lot of the, the periphery that could give them early warning signs that children may be at risk of harm or be in um, difficult situations. And also, they didn't really have a place to go where they could share, where they could um, talk about things for those kind of what-if situations. Because at the same time, lots of the multi-agency safeguarding hubs were starting to to drop out um, in terms of offering that, that what-if support that professionals really needed. So hence, the it started out as the Safeguarding Academy and we morphed into the Safeguarding Association when I realised staff really needed much more support than simply a bit of online training. Tell me what you do about the business's banking. Well, it's recently changed, actually. So for the entire time the business has been in formation, I've had one bank account. Um, so that's with HSBC. I've been a member with them. In fact, I've been part of HSBC since I was 18. Everything went through the one bank account and that was essentially how the business was run. Okay, so you've recently changed that? I have. So I so I use a number of platforms to accept payments in. Even as a lawyer, I'm not massively detail-orientated. So I'm great at the headline stuff, but if I have to go into the detail of things, it really makes my head hurt and I always part of my thing as a a child protection lawyer was if I have to look up the law it's not a great day it didn't happen very often um, but I loved my job and it was the same with the banking if it was easy then it was fine but increasingly I just couldn't keep a handle on what was coming in and what was going out and I had money from all over the place so I was looking for alternatives How much time do you think you were taking on administration of your finances? I really wasn't. It it was not something that was a strong suit. I had hired a bookkeeper to look after it. So I was paying them as well as my accountants. And I really struggled to, as much as I had a lovely spreadsheet that told me what was coming in and what was going out, on a day to day, just trying to get a handle on what was happening, it it really wasn't easy for somebody that doesn't like numbers and isn't a particularly detailed person. So it was taking up time and stress and headspace and things? Yeah, totally took up headspace, took up stress, but in terms of actual activity, not a great deal because I just didn't like going in there and trying to fathom out what was there and and what was going on with things. Tell me about how you're receiving payments, cash check, things like that, and also card and contactless payments. I've never used contactless payments for the business. I used to look at cash um, when my book first came out and I was taking it to networking events. I would use cash, but then I was being charged by the bank for putting cash in. And so either payments come through now via the website. So you're using a couple of different platforms and apps to to manage your finances. That's interesting. So have you ever forgotten an invoice? I don't think so. 
I I have a I've had a couple of moments of did I invoice for that? And then had to troll back through my invoices to check whether I had actually invoiced for it. But no, I've never I've never forgotten to invoice. Thinking about uh, tax and sort of statutory costs, how do you how do you handle that? Do you budget for that every month? I try to. And I, again, I was up until probably Christmas time when I implemented the, the Starling process and profit first process. It, it was all a bit hit and miss. So there's less of a worry now. And there's, the aim is that there won't be a scramble at the end of the financial year going, oh, my word, what on earth do I do? Where on earth do I find this money from? That's the plan. <laughs> You have a, a separate business account to your personal account. Do you understand the advantages of having a separate account for the business? Well, I have to because I'm a limited company. So the the business has to have its own bank account because it is a separate legal entity. And I think had I been a... It's been set up that way since day dot. Um, so I, I've always had a separate bank account. Had I been a sole trader and not had the need to have a separate bank account... I would have really got myself into an unholy mess, quite frankly. So how many hours a week do you think you spend on your sort of administration of the finances for the company? Uh, I try to spend a couple of hours a week just checking that I've got invoices in. Do I? Thankfully, that the apps I use will do automatic chasing of, of invoices. And then if it's coming towards the end of the month or the this week, it'll be the beginning of the month. So this Friday, there'll be a lot of um, additional admin over the next few days because it's obviously the financial year end. So it's making sure that I've got everything in there and, and basically uploaded into the system so that my accountants can work their magic and uh, sort out my my year end return. Do you expect to be eligible to, for the government self-employed assistance? Yes, uh, I made a decision um, that frankly at Christmas I was regretting. Uh, so with my husband working away, he when he came home and we didn't know whether he was going to go back to work off um, to work offshore again, I made the decision to take an office outside of the family home uh, so that I had somewhere to go and just work and not worry about being distracted by husband and golden retriever. And then when he went back offshore again, was kind of questioning whether I needed to have it. Thankfully, it's there because now what that means is I'm eligible for the 10k grant um, for small business rate relief and premises. As for the other relief, um, I'm a sole director. I'm unlikely to get any relief in relation to that. And I don't want to furlough myself. I, I love my business. And actually now more than ever... I need to be present. I need to be visible. I need people to know that we are there as a support for them. Because in the world of child protection, unfortunately, there are lots and lots of children and young people and vulnerable adults in houses up and down the country where they are not safe and where professionals are really worried about them. And they need somewhere to ask those what if questions and to develop and hone their peripheral vision on issues that are really, really relevant around COVID-19. Where do people find you? Where's your website, Kate? So my website is uh, safeguardingassociation.com and that's where I am. You can also find me on Facebook and on LinkedIn. Kate Young of the Safeguarding Association, thank you very much. You're very welcome. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to hear more podcasts like this, please go to www.amaze.com. And don't forget to like and share this podcast.